Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Happy Monday evening, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We gather patriots and Christians here from all across the country, and we pray for the country. We pray for the preservation of the the pillars on which it was founded, which in turn are rooted in the Word of God, and we rejoice in the progress we are able to make. We are able to make some serious progress tomorrow in the runoff elections in Georgia. The time has come. You know, these runoff elections are always difficult. The holidays and the preparation for the holidays are right in the mix of it all, and and um, yet this is one of the most important runoffs that we have had, and uh, Georgia has been problematic. You know, I was preaching in Georgia just a few days before the November election, and I said once again, I said to the people, once again, the future of the nation is going to run through Georgia, and that's partially what's happening here, future of the nation, the future of the Senate. And some might say, well, but the Democrats already have a functional control with 50-50 and a Democrat vice president. Yeah, but there's a big difference between 50-50 and 51-50. And tomorrow determines what that difference is. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, we'll continue a little bit our reflections about the biblical principles of America first policies, starting with our strong, our policy, that is, of building a strong economy. But first, I want to talk about, after we have our scripture and our prayer, uh, why Warnock there in this Georgia runoff, the Democrat candidate, the incumbent, is not good for Georgia and not good for America. I just want to run through a series of points here. Let's go to Romans, though, starting with chapter 8, verse 1, and read from the Word. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh, so that in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. Let us pray. Lord, as we pray for America, we pray that we may live by your Spirit, because if and when we live by your Spirit, then we are building a great nation, because we are building great citizens, we are building great families, Great churches, great communities, Lord, we are building your kingdom. Live in us, dwell in us, set, fill us with your spirit. Enable us each day to give witness to the truths and the values that your spirit imparts. May we build the policies of this nation based on the guidance of your spirit. And may the voters, especially in Georgia, 
cast their votes according to the guidance of that same spirit as well. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. ProLifeVote.com. We have a special website that we have been using throughout the election season. Many of you are quite familiar with it. We have a link there, things you can yet do even at this late hour for the runoff election in Georgia. Tonight and all day tomorrow, reach out. Many of you are making phone calls, and we appreciate that. We've been leading uh, those that want to make phone calls to the link where you can sign up to do that. You'll see it right there at ProLifeVote.com on the Georgia election page. And we're grateful to those of you who have taken a lot of time or a little bit of time. Calling persuadable voters, it makes a difference. Knocking on the doors of persuadable voters, it makes a difference. These things make more, even more of a difference than the highly paid advertisements that you see or hear about. And it all boils down to turnout, as does every election. These races are decided by the ballots. They're decided by the actual count of these ballots at the end of the day. And brothers and sisters, many of you have been not only doing those things, but sharing information on social media. And some of the facts I'll give you here are facts that you can share. What you'll listen to here is also there at ProLifeVote.com. You'll be able to grab these talking points, perhaps at the last minute, to persuade people either that you know in Georgia or that you can reach in Georgia even if you don't know them by putting these things out in social media. Let me read a few things here. Um, You know, Warnock says tomorrow's election is, quote, about right and wrong. You know, these Democrat candidates really have no business talking about right and wrong. They, They really don't. You know why I say that? Because they are based on a philosophy that denies that there is even such a thing. The woke culture that you hear about, that they want our children indoctrinated in, in the schools, that the justices that they appoint believe in and impose through our courts, denies that there's a right and wrong. How can this guy get up and pretend that that, that he can put this in terms of right and wrong? He doesn't even know the difference between helping a, a, a baby and killing a baby. He doesn't even know what a baby is. These folks don't know what a man is, what a woman is. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know the left hand from their right. They don't belong in public office. And then he wants to frame it in terms of right and wrong. These people have quite a bit of quite a bit of arrogance. Listen to these 75 points as to why Warnock. You want to talk about right and wrong? Well, he's pretty wrong for Georgia. But, you know, before I even go into these 75 points, you could have the man in the moon. You can have the circus, the local circus clown. At this point, it's a matter of which party has control in the Senate. Either it's going to be a majority for the radical Democrats, 51, 50, not much of a majority, of course. But it makes a difference because then they control the agenda, the committees, etc. Or it's going to be technically an even split 
In which case, as I've explained to you before, something called power sharing comes into play. The Republicans and Democrats in the Senate need to reach an agreement, hammer out an agreement, which they had to do for this Congress that's currently concluding, whereby how they're going to share control of the committees and other different procedures in the Senate. You know, the Senate is filled with all kinds of rules and procedures, some of them quite arcane and, and complex and shaped by all kinds of historical uh, events. But it makes a difference to have a 50-50. It's much more advantageous. The Republicans in the Senate would have much more leverage under a 50-50 arrangement than if Warnock got back in and you have a 51-50, then the, they have more control. When you have control of the committees, you have control of what Legislation gets out of committee uh, into the Senate for a full vote, etc. But so in that, in, that, in that sense, no matter who the candidate is, no matter what their good or bad points are, it's a matter of what the other 49 or 50 senators are going to be able to accomplish, depending on which one of these two gets in. You see what I'm saying? Which one of these two gets in goes far beyond what either one of these two can do or what they have to say, or how good they are at their job, or how bad. It's the other 49 and 50. So let's nevertheless take a look at this, this Raphael Warnock. Warnock supports ending cash bail. But, but by the way, pass some of these things on to people that you may know. Or if you are in Georgia, make sure that you're trumpeting this to your fellow citizens. Warnock said cash bail criminalizes poverty. Warnock attacked police officers as gangsters and thugs. Yes, a single police officer in Georgia who votes for this guy? Wow. He is probably one of the biggest mistakes of your life. Warnock said we shouldn't be surprised when we see police officers act like bullies on the street. What are you going to say? If you vote for this guy, Warnock spent more than a million dollars in campaign funds on security, despite his dark money defund the police ties. Yeah. Can anyone say hypocrisy? Warnock declared nobody can serve God and the military. He ought to talk to John the Baptist when he was asked, says, what should the soldiers do? Well, be content with your pay. Warnock repeated, of course, Warnock thinks he's better than John the Baptist. We all know that. Warnock repeatedly disparaged gun owners and the Second Amendment. Warnock wouldn't condemn anti-police comments made by fellow Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams. I, I will wash out my mouth with soap, by the way, after this broadcast, saying these, these names, is just the evoking of these names is disgusting. Warnock said open carry laws are about protecting white privilege. Yeah, hey, Warnock, everything is about white privilege, right? Everything. This is your sick way of thinking and the party that you belong to. It just, you know what? Save yourself the breath. Save your muscles on your mouth and your tongue. Save, the, save your energy. You don't have to specify this for us. We already know your sick philosophy. Everything is, about, everything is white privilege. Everything. Just, just everything. That's it. Just, just put a period at the end of the sentence. The sooner you keep quiet, the better for all of us anyway. 
Warnock criticized politicians who go to church every Sunday morning and then come up with the dumbest pro-Second Amendment legislation you can ever imagine. Yeah, there is that little document called the Constitution. Uh, I know you guys find it a pesky inconvenience, um, but you know that that the words don't fall off the page that easily. It's there. Okay, the Second Amendment is there. It's the country you live in. In fact, you took an oath, Warnock. Maybe your hand is going to fall off. You, you took an oath uh, to uphold the Constitution. That's the one, you know, that has the Second Amendment in it. Friends, this guy is bad news. So is the party that he belongs to. Warnock repeatedly smeared his state's voting laws as Jim Crow in new clothes and then bragged about record midterm election turnout. It's like their heads spin around 360 degrees with what these people are. Warnock couldn't say why Georgians should give him a full term after two years of failed Democrat control. Well, for once, an appropriate response. Of course, you didn't know what to say. There is nothing to say because there is no reason. Warnock wouldn't say if he supports Biden running for re-election. Warnock said he's sick and tired of hearing criticism of socialism. Oh, you want to hear some praise of it, right? Why don't you go go find a socialist country to live in, okay? Because America is not going to be a socialist country or a communist country. Warnock criticized the idea that the free market solves everything as a kind of fundamentalist religious ideology. Warnock praised Marxism. Of course you did. Writing in his book, The Marxist Critique Has Much to Teach the Black Church. Warnock smeared Israel as an apartheid state. Warnock accused Israel of shooting down unarmed Palestinian people like birds of prey. By the way, you haven't read the Bible, right? You, 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 you haven't read that book. Talk some, says something about Israel, about the importance of that nation? No, you wouldn't have read that. Warnock signed on to a letter that likened Israeli to previous oppressive regimes, such as apartheid South Africa. Warnock's church is part of a far-left group that is calling for an end to U.S. military aid to Israel. Is that spelled the same way as the nation that the Bible talks about? Yeah, I think it is. I-S-R-A-E-L. Word of God says something about that. Warnock celebrated the nation of Islam, led by proud anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan, as needed and important. Warnock was pastor at a New York City church where it hosted an event featuring Farrakhan. Warnock's church repeatedly hosted Leonard Jeffries, a former professor who was fired over anti-Semitic and black supremacist teachings. Warnock praised ex-Obama pastor Jeremiah Wright as a prophet who should be celebrated even after that infamous sermon he gave about America. Warnock praised Wright's Amer uh, anti-America sermon as a very fine homily. Warnock's church hosted Cuban dictator Fidel Castro for a speech and celebration. Oh, yeah, this is exactly the kind of person you want, Georgians. Swearing to defend the Constitution of the United States this is exactly the kind of clown you want in there. Warnock praised the legacy of Fidel Castro as complex. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, real hard to understand. And compared America's criminal justice system to political prisoners in communist Cuba and then refused to disavow his comments. Which is stuff is real complicated. Warnock eulogized his spiritual mentor who argued 
white Christians are satanic, here's the white stuff again, and called for the destructive of everything white. Well, of course, listen, you don't even have to open your mouth. We know this already. Poignant and powerful voice of high spiritual magnitude. That's the way this guy talks. Listen, I've heard this guy talk for years, not because I've gone after listening to him, but because Alveda King has been on our team for uh, 16 years plus. And so being with her every year at the Martin Luther King commemorative service, it's held at Warnock's church. So I've heard this guy preaching left wing, left wing uh, lunacy from his pulpit for many, many years now. This is how he talks. Warnock called Black Lives Matter a great and marvelous new militancy. Yeah, right. Like the militancy against the nuclear family, maybe. Warnock labeled, let's see, oh, called on Americans to repent for supporting President Trump and for their worship of whiteness. Okay, the whiteness thing we know already, worship of President Trump, supporting President Trump. What you got to repent of is not supporting President Trump. They open your eyes to great leadership when it's right in front of you. As I've often said, the tragedy of life is not what we suffer. It's what we miss. It's what we miss. Warnock labeled Republican senators gangsters and thugs for passing tax cuts. He mocked Republicans' commitment to reading as he pushed for indefinite school lockdowns. Well, see now, among these different things, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you have to kind of read the Constitution. You have to kind of read the Bible. So this probably explains why you seem to know nothing about either one of those documents or don't care. Of course, you're not going to read them. Warnock refused to condemn the rabid election denials of fellow Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams. Warnock bragged of his close friendship with the election denier and twice failure Stacey Abrams, who have worked alongside each other for years. Warnock backed Major League Baseball's decision to move the 2021 All-Star Game out of Georgia, which cost Georgia $100 million. Hey, Georgians, this is exactly the guy you want in the Senate representing you, right? Precisely. It's the nail on the head every time. Warnock declined to say if the Atlanta Braves should rethink their name, their logo, or their signature cheer. He said we should salute Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during the national anthem, compared Kaepernick to Rosa Parks. Listen, Warnock, go back and read. Read. You got to read. You got to respect reading. And read something about Rosa. Read something about her. Some people who knew her, you know, have been in your church. You're not paying any attention. Warnock was accused of running over his ex-wife with his car. Warnock refused to pay expenses for his own children, then used his campaign funds to do so. Warnock doubled his income just after 18 months in office, a practice he previously decried. Income? I think you should follow President Trump's example when it comes to political income. Warnock dodged income taxes on his inflated salary thanks to an unusual financial arrangement with his church. Warnock hindered an investigation into child abuse at a camp run by his church. Warnock's church evicted low-income tenants from their sickening apartment building. Warnock repeatedly lied about his church evicting these tenants. Warnock even said he was troubled by those with the unmitigated audacity to question evicting those tenants. 
Warnock steered $16.4 million in federal earmarks to a project that benefited the co-owner of his controversial low-income apartment complex. Warnock raided his campaign account to fight a completely unrelated 17-year-old lawsuit. Warnock is perpetually hiding from the media. See, this is a this is a strategy that these Democrats more and more adopt. It's go away from the media. Why? Because that means go away from you. That means don't bring to the light of day before you, the American people, what they really think so that they won't be held accountable, except they forgot they are accountable to you. Perpetually hiding from the media. Yeah, right. Warnock refused to say if he would welcome Biden to campaign with him. Warnock votes with Biden more than 96% of the time. Warnock flip-flopped on voter ID when it was politically expedient. Warnock called voter ID unnecessary and unjustifiable. And the most determined and destructive assault since the ugly days of Jim Crow. Yeah, because they don't have it, right? That what you're going to say next? They don't have ID. They don't have ID. Yeah. You know, this stuff is so stupid. I mean, it's, it's absolutely... There has never been anything like this, brothers and sisters. It's never been this bad. Warnock smeared Americans as racist, classes, bigots, xenophobes. Of course, yeah, we know all the words. Warnock suggested even God favors unrestricted abortion on demand until birth. Yeah, but you won't even describe what it is, will you? You won't go up into your podium and, and bring a medical textbook and read even just one sentence about what the procedure is. The medical textbook I could recommend to you is called Abortion Practice. Uses the word dismemberment, uses the word decapitation. Warnock, when you say the word abortion, is that what you mean? Is that what you mean? Oh, but you won't tell us. You won't dare describe what you defend. Same thing is true of all your Democrat colleagues. But even God, oh yes, oh, even God, Favors unrestricted abortion. Yeah, of course he does. Tearing the baby apart. Yeah, crushing the head. Of course. Of course. Who even, who who can even question you? Of course. Warnock voted to nix a longstanding bipartisan prohibition on taxpayer-funded abortion. Warnock admitted he supports packing the Supreme Court with far-left activist justices. Of course you do. Because the American people don't buy your garbage. You can't get this through the legislative process. They don't buy this stuff. They never will. They never have. You got to get your justice friends there to sit up on the court and bypass the will of the American people, impose their own will. That's what you got to do. Warnock supports ending the filibuster to ram through Democrats' extreme agenda. Sure, of course. Why should there be consensus among the American people? You might have to persuade somebody of something. You can't persuade people of this. Warnock hypocritically flaunted Democrats' forced masking policies despite backing them. Warnock voted against a resolution to end forced masking on kids. Warnock won't support American energy independence or expanding American energy production. 
Well, of course not. You want to be subservient to other countries. That's the kind of people you want in the United States Senate. We got to go begging to countries that don't even like us. Give us your oil. Give us your oil. Meanwhile, we're sitting on top of reserves that can, can take care of us for decades. Oh, but please. They go begging to these other What fools these people are. It's unbelievable. I mean, if they had a single reason for this stuff, if they had a single reason, we'd be interested to hear it. But there's no justification for this. Warnock is open to a carbon tax as part of an effort to end fossil fuels. Warnock supports moving away from an economy based on fossil fuels. Warnock's church belongs to a coalition that has called for the United States to end all financing of fossil fuel production. Warnock's church belongs to a far-left group that endorsed critical race theory as the true understanding of the history and evolution of the United States. See, this is why I said at the beginning, at the outset, he has no business talking about right and wrong in regard to tomorrow's election. Because critical race theory, which is based on a wider critical theory itself, denies that there is such a thing as right and wrong. So Warnock and your, all your friends, which way is it going to be? Because you can't have it both ways. Choose which one it's going to be. Either you adopt critical theory and you will throw out the window any notion that there's a right and wrong or objective truth or objective morality or else shut up about right and wrong. Okay? You can't have it both ways. But you don't care about that, do you? You don't care about having it make sense. See, that's the thing, friends, you have to understand. All these people want is power, not truth. They don't care about truth. Doesn't matter how many contradictions they get themselves. It does not even matter to them. They just want power. And they can say and do whatever they want. Warnock refused to back religious liberty protect protections for medical providers. Yeah, of course. Of course. Ask him what he thinks about the nurse in Vermont. The Trump administration was defending her. She said she objected to abortion. They forced her to participate in one anyway. And the Trump administration was defending her rights under federal law. Biden administration threw it out the window. That's exactly what Warnock does, too. He called for the death penalty. He called the death penalty the last fail safe for white supremacy. See, I told you, it just applies to everything, right? It's everything. This program that you're watching now, everything is everything's about white supremacy. Warnock voted for Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus legislation, the original sin of inflation. Warnock voted to raise taxes on small businesses and middle-class Americans, hire 87,000 new IRS agents, and worsen inflation. Warnock voted to send taxpayer-funded stimulus checks to violent criminals in prison. Warnock repeatedly voted against border security. So these people who come across the border... We'll send them to your street, right, where you live. We'll, we'll just send them right there. I think the buses should pull up right there on that same street. See what he says then. Warnock rubbed elbows with billionaires obsessed with the Green New Deal. Warnock favors eliminating President Trump's middle-class tax cuts. Warnock said voting for him was important spiritual work. 
Oh, yeah, that's what you want to do. Elect a pastor who puts on the same level voting for him with important spiritual work. That gives you an idea what kind of preaching this guy has done. Wow. Yeah, that's important spiritual work. Warnock is among the most liberal members of the U.S. Senate. And number 75, Warnock voted against ending Biden's vaccine mandate for the military and other federal employees. Voted against ending it. So in other words, continue it, right? Okay. Georgians need to reject Warnock's politics of hate, division, and partisanship. Polls tomorrow are open in Georgia starting from 7 a.m. Eastern Time and continuing to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And brothers and sisters, it took me the whole time we have together here tonight just to go through those 75 points. You can find them there at ProLifeVote.com. Check out what we've got there under the latest section there and see what else you can do for Georgia, we've got to sound the alarm. We've got to talk to people about these things. A lot of these are eye-opening things. By the way, I didn't mention every one of those 75 points that I mentioned. When you go to the website, there's a link. We're not just saying this stuff. There's a link to all the documentation and evidence and examples and illustrations of why these things are indeed what Raphael Warnock stands for. Okay, so tomorrow we're going to see how many vote the right way, how many vote the wrong way, and we'll see what direction the U.S. Senate will take in these next two years. And remember, those of you that are voting or can influence the voters, it's not just a matter of this next Congress. It's a matter of the next three Congresses. Congresses are two years each, right? And But senators have a six-year term. So you're going to be electing one of these men, Warnock or Herschel Walker, for a six-year term. Now, next time around, that is the 2024 federal election, the map in the U.S. Senate electorally is very difficult for the Democrats. They have a very steep hill to climb. Uh, There are usually 33 Senate seats up for election. Sometimes it varies just a little bit, depending on circumstances. Next time around, the Republicans only have to defend 10 of them. The Democrats have to defend 23 of them. Neither in the next Congress nor in the one after that is this guy going to be up for, for re-election. In other words, in deciding tomorrow what happens, our friends, our fellow citizens in Georgia are going to be determining how easy it is for the Republicans to regain a majority or even a supermajority in the Senate the next three elections. So... Don't think just about the next two years. We've got to think about this in terms of the next three Congresses. And this is going to be, oh, just another example of how consequential these, these elections really are. 
Friends, do everything you can. Spend as much time as you can encouraging your friends in Georgia. And as I say, if you don't know anybody in Georgia, you can still reach people there in terms of putting out on your social media accounts some of this information. Let's pray together. Lord, we do ask you to uh, descend upon us and to descend upon our fellow citizens, especially our fellow citizens in the state of Georgia who will be voting. Lord, those who do not intend to vote, please awaken them. Send your grace to them even now at this moment that they may recognize the opportunity they have and the importance of that opportunity to set uh, the U.S. Senate, the state of Georgia, and the nation on the right course. Don't let them sit this out, Lord God. Let them arise and exercise their political and civic responsibility. Lord God, give wisdom to the voters. And Lord, we thank you for we thank you for Herschel Walker stepping up to the plate and running for this particular office. As we have prayed for him before, we ask you to give him an outpouring of your spirit as well and enable his message to be heard. The policies of America first, the policies of respect for life and for the Constitution, for the security of America, for the strength of our economy, for the proper education of our children, for the respect for our history and for our values and for our flag and for freedom of religion and for freedom of conscience and for the respect America deserves on the world stage. These things, Lord God, that Herschel Walker believes in will advocate and will fight for. Give him the continued strength and his team the continued strength of your spirit as we go into this final segment of this election. We ask wisdom, Lord, the wisdom that only you can impart, the strength and the guidance and the light that your spirit bring. And we pray now in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, friends, well, listen, stay connected on social media. Uh, I'm at FR Frank Pavone, as you can see on the screen. And let's continue to uh, encourage one another and be united together. We'll be back with you tomorrow night, of course. Spread the word about our program, Praying for America. That's what we're here to do. And we pray also for you and all your intentions. Let's continue to lift each other up to the Lord whom we serve. God bless you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.